the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. Yes, it is. And this is Jennifer Jackson here. I don't know if you were part of the workshop that I did, but recently I did a workshop called How to Share Your God Story. And I'm still challenging you to share your God story. You know, as we are vulnerable with one another, we encourage and and strengthen one another and realize that we're not alone. We're definitely not alone. We have God with us. We have one another to depend upon. And we're going to talk about that today. I have Carol Kent here. Welcome, Carol. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Yes, your story is so powerful. And like many of our stories, we're still living in the midst of our story day by day. It would be be so nice if the challenging part of our stories would have an end date. And sometimes that doesn't happen in this lifetime. Oh, I'm a hopeless romantic. (laughs) I'm a hopeless romantic. I always want the fairy tale ending and I want it now. Like, why is it not happening right now? No wonder I like you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Oh, how do you how are how are you able to be vulnerable? And to what level do we share and to whom should we share our mm-hmm. vulnerabilities with? One of the things that was very important for me is to realize that I needed to take time to grieve before I was open with the whole world mm-hmm. about my story yeah. of what happened with my son's arrest, conviction and sentencing. And one of the blessings in disguise is that it did take two and a half years through the seven postponements of his trial. And the attorney had said it would be wise not to share publicly from a platform about what happened until after the trial. And in retrospect, I think that was God's mercy to give me a chance to be able to catch my breath and Mm. to be able to heal. So the the month after Jason's conviction, I was out in the state of Oregon speaking at a women's conference, and afterwards I was out in the lobby signing some books, and a, a woman came out, and she was all hunched over, and she, she whispered, my husband's been incarcerated for the last 16 years, and mm. nobody knows he's getting out in one month. I said, is he coming home to live with you? She said, yes, we're going to try to make a go of it. And then she stood to her full height, Jennifer, Mm. and with confidence, she said, today you're giving me the courage to Mm. start telling my story. I'm going to quit hiding in false shame and false guilt, and I'm going to tell people what happened to us. I want to give others hope the way you've given me hope. Well, right behind her, there were three young adult women, I guess some in their mid to late 20s, and they were holding hands. And one spoke up and said, Carol, all three of us are sisters, and we just sat up in the auditorium and heard your story, and we just couldn't move afterwards. All three of us were repeatedly sexually abused by our father Mm. during our growing up years, and we have never told the story. Mm. We decided we're going to get Christian counseling, and then we are going to be 
open to sharing what happened to us and how God helped us heal with other victims of abuse. Mm. Thank you for giving us a way through all that's happened into a place of purpose in our life. And Jennifer, I just started to realize that the more open we are about our stories, the more other people say, wow, I've never told anybody what's happened to me, but may I tell you my story? And for every one person that might look at you as if, oh, you know, you must have been a horrible mother, there will be 10 people who come and say, Thank you. Mm -hmm. I thought I was the only one who had a hard story, and you've given me the courage to to get real with others about my journey. It really brings healing to them. It is. It's such a relief to them to know that they can actually talk out loud about it. Mm -hmm. And, Jennifer, I'm sure you've met women who live in fear. And that fear is if people really knew the bad choice I made way back when, or if they really knew uh, what's happened in my family or my marriage, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't like me anymore. And the truth is when you get real and honest about your journey, it allows them to see that you are not up on a pedestal. You are a woman who struggles, who cries real tears, who feels pain, and suddenly they are free to share what they've gone through. Mm. So I love to train people in how to share their stories through the Speak Up Conference. That's so great. I think we written. Well, as Christians, as Christ followers, we should all be ready, willing, and able to share our story, whether that's one-on-one with someone or a small, small group or a larger group. Mm -hmm. I think it's just something that as Christians, we should all work toward that goal And I'm encouraged, and I'm even encouraging the women to be on the the radio show and share their story here. So you all, Mm -hmm. you are welcome to do that. And and it does take a little bit of thought and effort to put it together, but it's well worth the time. I'm thinking about when you you had that two and a half year period. Is is there a time that you that you only shared it with just a select few or your inner circle? And did you keep working? What did you do? I mean, when you're grieving, were you still working? Were you still speaking? Or Mm -hmm. what what should people do in that in-between time? Well, Jennifer, I wanted to curl up in a ball in the embryo position Mm -hmm. and not even go outside of my house. But one of the challenges was that one year prior to Jason's arrest, my husband, Gene, had left his job 30 years in the insurance business Hmm because he knew God wanted him to join me in ministry. Wow. So we had no livelihood apart from the ministry. And the speaking, the writing, and he was on the road with me and and took care of all of the planning of where we were going ahead of time and shipping books to where they needed to go. So we didn't even have a way to put bread on the table, pay our house payment, (laughs) let alone cover Jason's uh, legal expenses apart from working. So literally five days after his arrest, I had my next speaking engagement and I didn't know if I would make it. Mm. Um, It was a car trip, a four-hour car trip in Ohio. We were in Michigan Mm. at the Mm -hmm. time. And when I got there, I happened to be seated at the table with the worship leader for a meal prior to the event starting. And we were the only two at that table. And she looked at me and she said, I almost canceled. My husband and I have been in full-time music ministry Mm. for years and we're not making it financially. 
we're going bankrupt and we're losing our house this this week and I can hardly look at my children and say God is faithful because it feels like he hasn't been faithful to us. And here I was, fresh from the news of my son being arrested for first-degree murder, Mm. and I got big tears in my eyes. I put my hand over hers, and I said, we are in the middle of a gigantic family crisis, and it isn't our marriage, but it's huge. I couldn't even say the word out loud that my son had murdered someone. It just wouldn't roll off my tongue yet. No. And uh, I said, we will be two broken people ministering out of our brokenness. Well, she got up and led worship, and I sobbed through every song because when you're hurting, your heart is tender. And then I got up with my Bible in my hand, and I spoke the truth based on God's word from the message that was prepared ahead of time, not the story of my journey with Jason because I wasn't telling that publicly yet, Mm -hmm. but there was an empowerment in sharing the word. And I felt, Jennifer, like I was stomping on the head of the enemy saying, you loser. Mm-hmm. You meant to wipe the parents out with the kid. You lose. He wins. And <laughs> oh, point, I love it. Um, yes. I knew I could make it. Oh, that is so great. I think there is something very powerful about going forward, moving forward. You know, I've been mm-hmm. going through breast cancer treatments and everyone says, mm-hmm. are you still working? You know, I'll, I'll be at a, a treatment. Yeah. They'll go, you're still working full time. And I'm like, of course, I want to serve yeah. the Lord every day. I have the breath every day. I have life. And I'm so thankful that I'm doing really, really well. Uh, but I've, yeah, I want to keep working and serving. And mm-hmm. it's so important. I think it that, is so uh, important. Yeah. And I think the more we do it, do that, the more it gets our focus off what we're going through and it gets us on what can I do to help somebody else? What yep. can I do to further God's kingdom? And how can I somehow share with others that I still have hope in the middle of hard circumstances? He is our hope. We have about a minute and a half left. Tell us, what was what is some of the hope that you've gained through this experience? Well, some of the hope really stems from what Eric Little, the Olympian, said. He said, circumstances may appear to wreck God's plan, but hope is what we cling to in the middle of our journey that Mm. gives us life. Mm -hmm. And as I look around, I just say, Lord, there are so many people who have reached out to me because they knew my life wasn't perfect. In fact, one of the women in my Bible study fellowship class, after hearing about our son's arrest, said, Carol, I used to think you were perfect. But now I think we could be friends. So <laughs> I, love I want it. to challenge every listener to, to let down the wall, tell the truth about what your, your life story is, and give the results to the Lord as you choose to trust him on the journey. Oh, that is so true, because when they realize there there are no perfect people, only followers mm-hmm. of Christ saying, God, we need your help every single day to make it in this yes. life. And we we do have hope. We have hope in his word. We have hope. He gives us so much hope. Even in these devastating circumstances, we have his hope. And that's that's the gospel. That's the good news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the good news of Jesus is we have hope. And uh, Uh, You've been listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson. That was Carol Kent. That's right, carolkent.org. You can learn more about her ministries, even participate in her many ministries if you would like to go to carolkent.org. And I'd also have another thing. I want to invite you on March 6th at 5 o'clock, we're going to do Simply for Women Live. That's right, a live audience. We're going to have the show. We'll have giveaways, Buckeye Donuts, 
So much fun, many, many giveaways, lots of great times and laughs. So join us at the church next door on 5755 Fetter Road on the west side of Columbus for Simply for Women Live. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you have been listening to Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.